Welcome back, beloved. I do apologize. I didn't know yesterday, but I did the whole live stream without having my microphone plugged in, and the audio that you guys were subjected to was uh, about uh, eight feet away from my laptop computer speaker, so that was terrible. So that's the reason why I pulled down and didn't repost the live stream, because the audio was bad. Now, I do have a high-quality copy of it. I've got my, my big fancy camera recording also, so I do have it, and I can put that up. I just haven't got around to doing it. So I'm sorry about that. It should be a lot better today. Uh, got the good audio going, and, well, we'll take it from there. I need a producer. <laughs> there's, so, there's so many things going on here. I try to think about what I want to talk about and then running all the audio. You know how it is. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's the same old complaints uh, day after day. It sounds like you know, I don't pay attention to the chat too much outside of uh, just answering questions and stuff, but some folks said that, there was a, that the moderators were working hard yesterday, and I did not have an opportunity to, to thank you guys all personally, and I apologize for that. Thank you very much. Overton. If you see anyone or know anyone in the chat that is a, a, trusted, uh, a trusted member that we could give moderating uh, status, uh, send me an email and we'll make that happen. In addition to that, I'm going to get with Mrs. W and we're going to put together a little care package for all of you who have been working so hard moderating uh, as a thank you. Uh, we'll order some, some stuff and we'll get some merch out to you. Uh, and I'll just um, I'll have, maybe have Overton kind of help me coordinate this. We'll get a place where I can get your addresses and we'll get that sent out um, because the uh, muzzle not the ox as it treadeth the grain uh, is what the good book tells us. So I am three days into, how's the audio anyway? Give me, give me ones if the audio is good. I can go up or down to, before we get started. I guess we should do a little bit of housekeeping before we dive into today's live stream and uh, make sure that everything is good. Let me know. So, I am three days into exclusively taking three-minute cold showers in the morning. And I have to tell you, gentlemen, that it is, it is you're going to think I'm soft, but there's one thing that is my kryptonite, and that is cold water. Mrs. W, well, the first time we visited Sweden, we, she, took, she took me out to uh, the family cabin, uh, and they have a, a lake out there just outside of Stockholm, and, and there was all sorts of um, kids jumping. This was, this was I, don't, I don't remember, I think it was summertime. It wasn't even cold outside. There was kids jumping around and swimming and just having a good old time, and I saw that, and I thought, boy, that looks fun. I think I'll have some of that. I made it out to my ankles and turned around and said, I will not be having any of that cold water. I just don't do it. But I was on TikTok, maybe, uh, I've probably been thinking about this for two weeks or so, and I ran across uh, this gentleman by the name of Wim Hof. I know I'm late to the story. I mean, he, he's, it's a household name. Wim, Wim Hof, the Iceman. And he, his story is quite fascinating. He um, suffered a, a terrible loss. Uh, his, um, he had a, uh, his wife uh, ended up committed or deleted herself. And, and you know, he was just grieving terribly. And for some reason, he decided, you know, when he was out, you know, doing some soul searching, uh, decided to, to get into some icy water, and it changed his life uh, in many different ways. And I came upon this, and, and I'd never heard of this before, you know, and I'd heard of people talking about cold showers and different things, but I had never, ever really considered doing it myself, and I thought it was just a bunch of hooey, to be, to be honest with you. Not to mention... Beings, I don't like it. Uh, it was not something I was going to even entertain for a moment. But I just couldn't 
it, it just planted a seed in my mind. And, and I went back and I watched it again and I got, I got to looking into his website and a, and a little bit about his story. And very impressive, really incredible. And when I saw the, the scientific documentation of the health benefits and just the psychological benefits that people were experiencing and just this huge movement behind it, I thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe I should be doing that. You know, I, I, and then the thing that really capped it off was my, my sister, uh, you know, she has, she's moved down to Northern California uh, to go to school and I hadn't seen her for a long time and, and she was up here visiting and we were at a friend's house having, having a dinner party and, uh, and this topic came up and it's something that, that she had been doing and I thought, oh, good grief, if my sister can do it, then I can do it as well. And so I'm resolved to do it, right? So I thought, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I, I went in and I watched all of the, I downloaded the app, of course, you know, and I watched a bunch of videos on it. And they have kind of how, how you should do it as a, as a beginner and how to start. And, and they say, get in the shower and, and put the hot water on and then slowly turn it over. But you know, I'm just not about that, that sort of thing. I, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it. So I just skip to the very end to the advanced section. Uh, and that's where I start because that's the way I do things. And that's three minutes. Well, that's a long time. I don't know how cold your water is, uh, but up here in the mountains, our water is very cold. I, I, I'm reluctant to even check the temperature because I, I don't even want to know. How's the audio, by the way? Are we good? <laughs> Are we good? Oh, tech, we're good. Uh, so I, I, um, so it's in the morning. So I, I got the time set aside. Okay, so I'm in my, I, I, I'm in my bedroom. I have a, a walk-in closet and, and a walk-in shower, and. Uh, and I'm looking at it, and I, and I turn it on cold, and I put my hand on it, and immediately I'm like, no, 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 this is, this is not happening. I'm already cold, you know, because it's winter time, and, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a skinny guy. You know, I don't have a lot of walrus fat on me anyway, so I'm, I'm cold all the time anyway. And I, thought, I just don't know if I can do it. I just don't know if I can do it. And I, and I went back and forth and back and forth, and I, and I turned it off, and like, this is just not for me. This is just, this is too much. I, I just, this is asking too much of me. So then I went back to his video and I thought, well, maybe if I play his video of him doing it while I'm doing it, that will help, right? And I, so I, that's what I did. I, and I pulled up Wim's video and he's, 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 he's an incredibly interesting dude and he's very motivational and, and, and he's giving all the reasons why to do it. And I thought, okay. So I put my phone up in the shower right there and, and, and I put it on cold and I just jumped in and did it. It was absolutely shocking and and terrible. I, I, it, was, it almost gave me a heart attack. It just took my breath away how cold it was. I had not experienced that before. And all of the things that uh, were bothering me and, and all of the worries and the trials and the stresses of life, I assure you, gentlemen, they were absolutely gone for the three minutes that I was uh, suffering in that cold shower. But the interesting thing about it that after maybe about 15 seconds or so, uh, it's, it, it wasn't that bad. And my skin, uh, it almost felt, uh, I wouldn't say it felt warm, but, but just the shock and the pain and the misery went away apart from my hands. My hands, I, I can't keep my hands in the cold water. They just ache terribly or my head. I, I can splash around a little bit, but I just found that uh, I just kind of slowly rotisserating, you know, and, and I mean, I cannot tell you, I, I have never in my life been so in the moment ever uh, as part, you know, maybe in a fight or um, being chased by a, a bear or something like that, you know, you, you, you definitely get in the moment for, for that sort of thing. But it's quite incredible. And then following that with, with you know, he has kind of a breathing program. And, and I know this stuff sounds weird. I had a hard time with it at all too, but I'm three days in 
and it's wonderful. Uh, it, it is wonderful, but I tell you, when I go to bed at night, I do not look forward to, or I don't relish the moment the next morning uh, when I have to jump into this. It, this, it is, uh, it's a difficult thing to do, but I'm told it's going to be easier, and, and I hope so. Uh, but I've put my hand to the plow, and I'm committed to doing it. So uh, I'll, uh, maybe I can post, uh, look, look, just over my main page, maybe on the uh, community tab, I can post that video that I first kind of, got to know about WIM and this deal, but it doesn't cost anything. Uh, it's, um, it doesn't take very long, you know, 15 minutes, three minute shower and about, you know, 10, 11 minutes, you know, kind of doing the breathing afterwards. And it, what an incredible way to start your day. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to, it, it's hard to even explain. Uh, just, you just feel like all of the troubles and all of the concerns and worries, they just seem to have vanished away. And I'm really interested to see where that's going to be or where we're going to be with that in six months or, or a year. But I'm committed to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it every day. And uh, I'll keep you abreast on that. But uh, very, very, very interesting. Um, you know, I think what draws me to this and what, what God has really laid upon my heart of late started, you know, maybe towards the end of the summer when I first, you know, I just felt so compelled to take my shoes off and just get more connected to my environment is um, how insulated we are. And when we become comfortable, especially us men, when we become comfortable where you don't really have anything to fight for so much, you know, and everything's clicking along and, and, and you're not really struggling with money and you're not struggling with relationships and you're not struggling with things, you can just get lazier and lazier and lazier. And the mind starts to wander and the mind has too much time. You know, the, uh, what is it? The idle hand is the devil's plaything. There's the reason why we have those old analogies is because it's true. And you can start spending all that time thinking too much and, and thinking and thinking and thinking and all of that thinking um, just kind of leads to doom and gloom and, and I don't think it's good for a guy. I found myself kind of you know, trying to get out of the, the, just the comfort level, you know, just the comfortable, lazy comfortableness that, that you can create. Because you know, when you're cold, you put, you put warm clothes on, you turn the furnace on, you may really, we don't want for anything you know, for, for the most part, and there's food to eat, and there's, you know, and you could just, it, it, I don't think it's good for you. I just don't think it is. And it I, maybe, maybe, you know, it seems to me that maybe a lot of the, the depression and different things that folks suffer from, you know, could be that that could be alleviated by having a cause or, or just having something that just shocks you, just kind of shocks you out of it. And this, uh, this is a good way to start the day. And, you know, to be able to go out and, you know, I've kind of self, I, I, I've, the, I, I've created difficult situations for myself and adventures on the dirt bikes and on the snow bikes and every moment I can get away from work and you know I like to go up there and challenge myself that way you know and that and that was just I guess maybe just my body just speaking to me just finally listening to my mind and what my body wants and my body needs some adversity it needs some difficulty uh, it needs uh, something like that so these might be simple little parlor tricks what have you but if they work they work and it's it doesn't cost anything and you don't have to pay anyone and what do you have to lose right and if I can do it I assure you you can do it also, gentlemen. It is, um, it's a kind of, it's a very interesting thing. All right, well, let's get our lantern going and then we'll jump into, jump in and see where we go. I hear, yes, I hear the Sterling engine. One of them is lagging and I think it's the, the twin cylinder. It gets that way. There's a lot of ash and stuff that floats around 
in the, oh goodness, I didn't start my, <laughs> start my camera. It's always something. Okay, we're going again. Uh, and it's a pretty abrasive stuff. That's why we have these little uh, plastic covers on here. But that little connecting rod, you can hear it, you can hear it start to drag. So I'm going to throw a little oil on that. I hate, I hate to see stuff not being lubricated, you know. You know how that is. I've got my little tiny oiler. It just takes a tiny drop. Per side. That's... Is there anything left in there? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I should use some, some Amsoil synthetic on there. I don't know. This, this is the oil that came from England, so I don't even know what this stuff is, but it is obviously the approved, the approved oil for... Oh, yeah, look at it chooching now, man. It's really going. Well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? So we might as well put a little drop on the, on the little single here as well. The old stove is nothing better than a wood stove in the shop. I almost, I almost didn't put one in here. You know, Mrs. W and I were talking and I thought, well, you know, maybe we'll just put a, just kind of get a basic gas furnace and I can put it over there and I can just turn that on. How, ni how nice and convenient would that be to have a gas furnace? But boy, I'm glad I put the wood stove in. There's just nothing like it. It is um, the hearth, the hearth is the heart of the home. The hearth is definitely the heart of the home. Oh, goodness, we have some super chats here. Let me jump in those and, and, and take care of these real quick, and then we'll get our, our lantern going here. All right, we have a, uh, we've got a super chat from Mr. Jason Barr. Shout out to you, Jason. Good to see you back. Sounds and looks great. Good to see the live stream again. Yeah, it's good to be back. I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it all day. And this is Debbie and I. We, we sat down this morning and had a real serious business meeting, you know, kind of year to date of what's going on and what our goals are in the year and really solidified a lot of those and what that means for the, for the properties and, and where we're going to put resources and such. And one thing that we have not been very good at is, is having a routine or having a schedule. And, and that's something we're going to work a little bit more towards, and that will help me get the live stream. So we'll, we'll narrow it in, but it seems to me, I think, is what's going to work best is around the noon, 12 o'clock time uh, for our live stream. That gets, gives me time to have uh, uh, breakfast with my family, uh, do the things that need to be, all the housekeeping things, uh, time with the kids and stuff, and then from noon to you know, 6, 6.30, 7 o'clock, whatever, I can get my work done, and that's probably what we're going to do. So... That's kind of the plan. Of course, that will change, you know, because you know how I am. We have a super chat from Mr. Dean Pickett. Shout out to you, Dean. Very generous of you, Dean. Dean says, thank you for yesterday's live stream. Really needed it. Uh, good to see you again. Yeah, and if you missed yesterday's live stream, the live streams, I'm not going to let them meander and run too long as they've ran in the past. We're going to just try to cap it at an hour. And I do have the whole live stream with the high quality audio that you guys did not get to experience yesterday. So if you didn't see it, if you have any interest in that, I think what I'm going to do is I've got the Wrangler Star 2 channel. Uh, I haven't done anything on that for years. Uh, it's just sitting over there. I think we'll, I'll resurrect that and I'll just rename it Wrangler Star live stream or clips or something like that and we'll park that stuff over there. So we'll separate the two. We'll put the live stream stuff over there and they will be available if you want to miss them uh, as well as some clips and things uh, if you uh, want to, to do that. So I'm going to actually work on that today. Um, so lots to do, lots to do, lots of fun. I'm, the, the cold shower, man, the cold shower 
gets you motivated, I assure you, which is really also really nice for Mrs. W. So I asked her, because she has hot water now, <laughs> I asked her if she would be joining me. And um, I, did not get her, I did not get an enthusiastic response of any way. So I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe if, if I started to receive some serious benefits and, and she likes what she sees, maybe she will join me. But here's what I'm thinking. Now, this is a bold, bold move for me. But, you know, I do have an icy river um, that borders our northern property. And, and I, keep, I keep looking at it and I'm thinking, well, if cold shower is good, maybe it would be better uh, to have a, the daily routine of going down there and, and climbing into that. <laughs> and I'll tell you, if you want to talk about cold, that's cold, but it's the perfect spot. It's deep enough where you could get in there under your head and swim around. Um, but I might have to just cut in some, you know, put a couple stones down there, make ourselves a couple little steps uh, and just... Um, and just man up and go down there and do that. And maybe that's how I start my day. Whether it's snow or sleet or whatever, uh, just do it. Uh, Mrs. W has been uh, want, or, uh, asking me for years to, to make her a sauna. So maybe that's the combination. Maybe that is the, um, maybe that's the trick to health and vitality is that uh, cold and that heat. There's something about it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, the Lord puts, is put, puts things upon our heart. And sometimes we just have to react and do it, even though we don't understand why, uh, because he made us, and he knows what's best for us, and uh, who am I to argue with the spirit, you know, so we'll see, that, that's, uh, that's going to be a big stretch for me, if you would have told me I would ever even consider getting in that cold water in the middle of winter with snow on the ground, I would have called you a lunatic, as, um, as I'm becoming, all right, we have some new members, JJ Blink, shout out to you, welcome, and Nick Smith, new member, shout out to you, Nick. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate that. And Back Creek Homestead, good to see Back Creek. In that Back Creek is not a new member; he's a single Loctite member. Glad to see the live stream. So I'm glad to be back as well. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Uh, the future. It was really nice to sit down with Mrs. W. And bless her, she had. So we are very different, the two of us. She is uh, has the analytical mind. Um, it's all about the spreadsheets and the numbers and all of these things. Uh, but me, I'm all about the feels, you know. So, so <laughs> when she starts mentioning business, um, that we need to have a business meeting or over that, uh, that's, a, that, that is, um, that's about the worst thing I could hear. My, my, I, I instantly start getting a headache when I think about that. But I know I have to do it. We have to make decisions together, right? We don't, I don't want to just, um, it's not fair for her to have to do everything. Uh, we, all have, we have to do these things together. So bless her, she, uh, she condenses it down. So she'll she can take a whole year uh, and condense it down into four pages uh, where we can burn through it in 15 minutes. And it was quite tolerable. But uh, it's nice to see. Sometimes you, you know, when you don't see what's going on, you get this idea in your mind, things are going a particular way when they're not. And, and you know, you can, you can feel a certain way about these things. And then when you actually see this is what it is and this is what we could expect, it's like, oh, Oh, I, I would have stopped worrying about this if I didn't, you know, if I would have known. So bless her for that. We have a super chat from Jake. Shout out to you, Jake. And Jake writes, as part of the USN blue nose ceremony, I stood on my pool of Arctic water as I had some poured over my head. It was impossible to think of anything. Yeah, Jake knows. Jake does. It is impossible to think of anything. You can be in the depth of depression. Uh, you can be feeling sorry for yourself. You can have pains, ache, whatever that may, may be. And I assure you, 
it will be the farthest thing of your mind when that cold water hits your belly. I, I assure you. Um, if I wasn't so self-conscious about my, uh, my body, I'd probably just put the camera on, put my swim shorts on, and just do it. We could all do it together, but <laughs> that might be a bridge, bridge too far for me. We have a super chat from our friend Overton Windex. Shout out to you, Overton. Thank you. Very generous of you. Um, Overton said, spoke to my heart transplant team coordinator about cold shock showers. He highly recommends them. Cold shock is the only way to exercise a couple functions in the cardiovascular system that should be exercised. Yeah, it's really incredible. And, and again, it's not, it's not witchcraft. I thought it was maybe some witchcraft, but which, placebo is fine if it works. You know, 50%, when they do studies, and if I, I think I've read this, you know, it's, it's always close. 50% of the folks that, that pl placebo works 50% of the time. You know, it almost has the same, same success rate as, as some medication. So what that tells us is that, is that the body has the ability to, to heal itself and the immune system and such. But when, you know, when we, we, we have to understand that you know, there is an adversary that, are, that is out there constantly working against God's people and all people. You know, all people are made in the image of God. And behind the scenes, you know, when we don't, what we don't see, you know, there are things being done to our food and our air and our water that, that are in in, in my opinion, that are intentionally designed to, to weaken the immune system, to, to weaken us and, and to cause us all sorts of problems. And, you know, folks, if you're not, you know, that's an insidious thing. And what I think a lot of people, and I'm not the only one that's, that's, you know, waking up to this, I think a lot of folks are starting to realize this and taking a look at those things. And what's so, uh, what I've, you know, what I've heard about I upload a lot of stuff on TikTok. My, I got a channel over there that's growing really, really fast. Get, got videos getting millions and millions of views over there. And what I first heard about TikTok, I, I heard about, oh, it's a, it's a Chinese spy site and it's, um, you know, it, it, how, how terrible it is. And, and, it, and it, it probably is. Uh, but it isn't any worse than what our, uh, what Uncle Sam is doing to us, I assure you. And it's in better in some ways, in my, my opinion. So since I started the channel over there and, and I wanted to, to, I wanted to try a little bit of an experiment. I started the Wrangler Star TikTok channel over there just completely uh, standalone. I did not I mentioned one time in one video some time ago, maybe last summer, uh, that I had just started a channel just offhand, and I've never mentioned it again. I've never cross-promoted it on, on any of my stuff. I've never tried to, to leverage the audience that I have to go over there. I just thought, well, I'm going to produce the best content I can, and let's see what happens. Let's see if I'm rewarded for, for hard work and quality, and I, and I am, uh, absolutely. The channel grows is growing incredibly and it's very interesting and it, I wanted that as kind of a I guess kind of a sample to see is you know am I being not promoted on YouTube or vice versa and what I've kind of found is they're very similar if, if something does well there it typically does well on YouTube and, and they just kind of move along at, at the same speed so spending some time over there and I wasn't so much interested in consuming the content but when you're uploading there, you know, you can see the thing you're waiting for the video to upload on there. It gives you the option to scroll through. So I'm scrolling through as I'm kind of watching, making sure everything uploads. And what I find, find on there is that it's much less censored than YouTube. You, you can get 
really good information from real people that are on the ground, uh, real people that experience this, and the algorithm is very good to, to feed you content that you're looking for. And it's really become my primary source of news and a lot of other people. And I was having, um, I was having dinner the other night with some friends and this topic came up. You know, they didn't realize that I'm a content creator and, and the, of TikTok came up. And, and everyone, most people in attendance had the same opinion. Oh, it's silly kids dancing and girls dancing and all that. And, and I, you know, explained to them, it's actually not. Uh, if you want, there are things that you can upload over there that, that people can post opinions on that that are, that are not particularly friendly towards the U.S. government or censorship, that things that are taking place that are very, uh, that, that you would never be able to get on any American sites. And it is, um, understand what it is, but it is um, a really good source of information. Um, it absolutely is. I don't know what, where I was going with this or what the point was, but thank you to, to Overton. And Overton confirms it, and we know that he is the smartest moderator in the chat. So shout out to you. We have a super chat from Berserker Gang 2019. Shout out to you who writes, a great channel. I watch your channel all the time. I'm happy to have made the live stream. Your new shop is great. Stay safe and see you soon. Yeah, I, uh, the new shop, I have really been enjoying it. It's been a labor. I tell you, gentlemen, it is so difficult, the organization thing. And what, man, there's so much that God is laying upon my heart to get me ready for the coming fight. You know, I have, uh, I have stood up um, and given my, I've given my, my body and my soul and everything to him to wherever that may lead. Uh, but I understand that I'm deeply entrenched and tangled in, in, in the Babylonian lifestyle, just like many of you are. But God wants us to get out of that. And this, this whole thing, and, and a lot of people think I'm crazy, and, and maybe so, uh, but I am on my way to the kingdom uh, of um, getting more connected to the, to, um, just for example, let me give you an example of, of the benefits of, the, of, of just being barefoot. I don't know, I don't understand, you know, the grounding and all that. Is there something to it? Is there not? But I know that we're under, there, there's so much, um, so, so many radio waves and, and signals and everything from our routers and to cell phones, everything, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, you know, never, it's unprecedented how much uh, radiation and such, we, such we've been, we're being exposed to. Now, is this good or bad? You know, I don't know. I do know of folks that have worked like real installing or working around radar or, or working around 5G that some of them have developed symptoms where they're not able to even live amongst society anymore. They have to go to remote areas. So I don't know if it's some people are more susceptible than others, but they may be canaries in the coal mines. And so I have, you know, one of the things that I have been really in prayer, you know, in the last few six months or so that I've really been frustrated with the Almighty about is I felt like he wasn't giving us protection. He wasn't warning us about the things that are, that are being done to us, that are hurting us. Poisons in our food, poisons in our air, chemicals and different things in our water, you know. You know, a, a guy doesn't, you, we don't have time to, to go in and look into all this stuff. You know, we're, we're trying to pay for pay for our homes. We're trying to take care of our families. We're trying to hold down jobs and run businesses. You know, who's got time to go get microscopes and, and, and do all this stuff and see what's in what we're eating? You know, I don't have time for that. And I really struggled with, like, you know, me, I was thinking that, you know, we're told that we're, you know, that we're obviously 
sinful people, right? And don't meet the standard uh, uh, of God. And, and praise God that he gave us uh, Christ, you know, to, to fill the gap where we fall short. But I thought, even as a sinful man, if I was aware, if I was aware that there was something that was, something that was harming my children, my little, my little baby girl, there would be nothing, there would be no, there would be nothing I wouldn't do um, to prevent, to stop that, uh, even to death. It would, nothing would happen in my life until that was stopped, whatever it was. If, if there was a predator or if there was something that was hurting my children, I would be sure that, that they knew about it and, and that it was sorted out. And I thought, when I started becoming aware of, you know, what was going on and, and how, how, mu how much we're under attack in so many different directions, you know, the adversary has, has people in, in everywhere. And, and there's people that are doing his will and, and know it, and there are people that do his will and don't know it that are just doing it for greed or prof profit. And I felt that if it is true that we are under attack, you know, from our air and water and, and food, then is God not being irresponsible for not warning his children? And how, how much can we expect to have to, you know, I would just think that a loving father would, would make sure he warns his children if something is happening that's killing them, is hurting them. And I just didn't see that happening. I, I just saw, man, I, I, when I realized I woke up how ignorant I was about the, the environmental hazards and horrible things going on to us, I, I felt like maybe he should have done more about that. You know, and, I, and I can't say I've completely resolved all of that, but maybe what I'm starting to understand is, is uh, that he was but I wasn't listening, rejecting. So this idea of getting back to things, more natural foods, you know, Mrs. W and I, part of our business meeting this morning was no more processed foods. You know, we're not, we're not doing that anymore and not going to be as tasty and not going to be as fun to eat and all of that. But we want to try to get back as close to the land as possible. It's, it's difficult to do. It's expensive to do. It takes a lot of effort, but you know, we, we can, we can start moving in that direction. And I would encourage you to do that as well. You know, look, look at ingredients and things and, and get the sugars and, and, the, and the high fructose and, and, you know, stop drinking the juices and the sodas and all that stuff and, and just start moving in that direction. And, and, and that's, I think God was moving me along all that time. You know, more of a plant-based diet or if you're going to eat meat, at least know what's in it and where it comes from. Uh, but I, in my stubbornness, I just wouldn't hear it. And, you know, here, that's quite a thing to be, you know, oh, I want you to help me, but then plugging your ears, I won't let you help me because I don't want to do this. I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to accept the medicine that you're offering that's going to help me get closer to you. You know, and that's, I don't know if that's entirely, completely the case, but I think probably it is um, more so. So I just encourage you to do that and, and we'll be sharing our, sharing our journey. We don't have it figured out at all, but I do know for sure that uh, that the closer we can get to the land and, and, and the purer the water that we can drink and the, and the healthier the chemicals and the dyes and the clothing and stuff, all these things, just start thinking about it. And if you can make a better decision, uh, if you can have a glass of water instead of a, a can of Coke, you know, that's where it starts. That's, where, that's kind of where, where, where we're going. So I'm excited for it. It's, it's, um, God is moving his people uh, and bringing this, this knowledge is going to be increasing rapidly. And if you've been feeling that calling uh, and understand you know, the kind of what I'm talking about, then just stop thinking so much about it and just react. We need to think less and react more. 
When we feel the urging of the Holy Spirit to do something, even though it doesn't make sense, just do it. Just do it and stop thinking about it so much. When we think too much and we overthink things, that's when we start getting depressed and, and scared. And, and that's when we're really open for the propaganda that has been designed to, to destroy us. And there's going to be people watching this uh, and people watch the videos, you know, of my, you know, coming out of Babylon and, and experience and, and think that I'm crazy and insane. And that's just the way that it is because Christ tells us that the gospel uh, to those who don't believe is, is foolishness. You know, they're, they're blinded. They don't have the ability. You know, God is opening up the eyes and, and, and giving knowledge and insights to his people so that they can be prepared for the, for the coming battle. And I'm not talking about a physical battle, but this spiritual battle that we're all going to have to do. And we want to be at our best. We want to be able to have a strong connection with our creator. So when he tells us to move, we move. We don't think about it. We don't try to argue it away. We react. Reactionary. We need to be a quick reactionary Christian army uh, to move, to pick up and move quickly as possible. Another thing that has weighed on me for years that God has been leaning on me, and, and I didn't even know it at the time, and if you guys, you guys have watched the videos can go back and see this, is this, this comp I've been so compelled to simplify and to get things uh, neat and tidy and organized. That's really important for your mind. Um, I stripped out all of the, everything in my closet and went to a very basic wardrobe. I have three pair of pants, uh, four pair of pants, not one dress pant, but my daily stuff, three pair of pants that I rotate through, three flannel shirts, three hoodies, three t-shirts, a dozen pair of socks, you know, another, you know, just some basic things, but everything that I own and have in my closet now, it's pretty bare, can be really, could just simply be put in one bag. Less but higher quality. Less but higher quality is the is the is the ideal, and it's in, it's it's um it's very helpful when you are starting your morning. You know the best time in morning is is to prayer time is in the morning, and to have your mind clear where you don't have to overthink about what you're going to wear, and things are simple, and your closet is simple, and then you go into your shop and things are organized and simple, and you don't have too many things is that, that has a tremendous value. It has a tremendous value that transcends just convenience or an easier workspace to work in. It is, it puts your mind at peace. Uh, uh, absolutely. These are all things that God is laying upon me that I'm just figuring out, you know, and I don't have them all figured out, but I have promised God to, to react. And when he tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. And I'll be sharing that with you. So if he's speaking to you about that, you know, let me know. Thank you, Overton. Goodness, I get getting backed up here. Um, Berserker Gang. Thank you. Thank you for your generosity. We have a super chat from Brian M. Shout out to you, Brian. And Brian says, my time in Finland with the sauna and cold water afterwards definitely had benefits for me. Maybe I need to get a sauna for the house now. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Uh, I'm going to try it. We'll, um, if I can get the time, I, I'd love to build one. And we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll go through this all together here. Mr. Noel Hastings, shout out to you. Welcome. Noel writes, here in Sacramento, the storms has destroyed the region. No power. Flooding really put my preps to the test. Many relying on me, an eye-opener for sure. Yeah, no one's laughing now, are they, Noel? Remember when we all started doing this, how people thought we were crazy? My family felt like they needed to have an intervention with me, you know, when I first, when God put it upon Mrs. Debbie and I's heart to get out of the, out of the country. And, and it, you know, this has been happening a long time. You know, when I look back now and I see all of the, why did I do these things? You know, like, what sense did it make? 
for us when we were newly married for Mrs. Mrs. W had a job that was paying her uh, well over six figures. And, and I was, you know, a fledgling, I had a fledgling eBay business. Uh, and we, when we, God moved upon us, you know, that it's, you, she should stay home and raise her children. We wanted to homeschool our children. We just weren't comfortable putting them in public indoctrination. We felt that that was irresponsible and we would have to give an account for that. And I'm so glad we did it, but it was a scary thing to do. But that was something that um, God knew what he was doing when he put the two of us together because she's the, the logical thinking one and I'm the emotional, artistic, uh, uh, reactionary one. Uh, and so I, am, I have no problems making turning 90 degrees. I can burn all this down now and, and get, my, get in a, a truck and go travel and live in my camper, uh, live in our camper for a year. I wouldn't have any problem doing that. I, I, I would, if God told me to do it, I'd do it now. Uh, but she tempers that. <laughs> She's not all that way, but, but she, um, bless her, you know, she was willing to do that and, um, and it all is all paid off. And so it's important. I could have, everyone I knew would have told me not to do it. Everyone I knew would have told me it didn't make sense for her to do that. And that was crazy. We had everything going for us, you know, in this, in what looked like the dream life. But when God tells you to do something, you have to do. Now, I would like to say that I always react. I don't. Uh, I'd probably be a lot further along had I done it. But like the children of Israel, you know, had to go wander in the desert for 40 years. Three generations had to pass before the people were fit uh, to enter into the promised land. And, you know, that's just, that's the way we are. People, human nature doesn't change. Goodness, we have a super chat from the Prophet Bearer, $100. That is very, very generous of you. Shout out to you. Um, goodness, that is very generous. Thank you. Uh, Prophet Bearer writes, God bless me. Uh, I'm blessed. Blessing you. How about we start over? Read. God bless me, and I'm blessing you. God pushed me to do this. His glory, not mine. Look up Wim Hof, breathe. Uh, he has a big role, a deliver the mail in around Michigan, well attempt to at least 20 degrees Fahrenheit is when I'm forced to wear pants, boss contractor orders. Yeah, if you're just joining Prophet Bear, Wim Hof is the, is the, here's someone, Wim Hof is how I was, I, I became aware of this, these cold shower things. I found him, he, one of his videos came across on TikTok, and then I got to looking into it and got over to his site, and actually, to tell you the truth, this morning, I had my three-minute cold shower right before I started, like 30 minutes before I started the live stream. And I, I play his, I pull his video up of when he goes into the cold shower, and he's very inspirational, and he's shouting encouragements. And I don't know that I could have done it without him. And I, I put him on, I actually downloaded that video on my phone, and I put him in the shower, uh, and I push go. And when he jumps in, I jump in, and we do it together. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds silly. But I, when, it's, when I was really suffering the first couple times, I, I drew incredible encouragement uh, from his encouraging words in there, you know, and just, I, I wanted, my body was screaming to get out of it, but he was in there, and I was in there, uh, and we did it together, <laughs> as silly as that sounds, but uh, that's, that's the way I did it. You know, I have to, I'm not a smart man, I have to, I have to play these little mind tricks to motivate myself, and uh, that's just kind of the way it is, but goodness, that is so generous of you, Prophet Bear. Thank you very, very much. Actually, Prophet Bear, I need to come back. Prophet Bear, you need to be made a moderator. And I don't know how to do it right now, but uh, Overton, remind me, Prophet Bear, we'll, we'll get him hooked up and uh, get him in the rotation. Goodness, Beth, uh, let's see, I miss anyone else here? We have a super chat 
from Wretched Souls. Shout out to you, Wretched Souls and member. Wretched writes that he works in mobile telecommunications for the last 30 years. The frequencies are 100% natural. We just harness them like we harnessed electricity and lights. It's just a new just just new and misunderstood. It could be, you know, I don't know. I do know uh, that I had a friend whose dad worked on the early radar uh, with the Navy and uh, where he was in real close proximity to it. And he had a lot of health issues that he attributed to that. But again, I don't know, I don't understand all of it, nor am I interested in understanding it. You know, I, I, just, I just don't have time to get into all that. But you know what you know, right? And when your body tells you something, you need to react to it. We've been so disconnected and we've got ourselves so wrapped up in comfort and cotton and blankets and so disconnected from the, the tooth and claw of nature that I think we can lose sensitivity and just lose touch with a lot of things that are important for us. Fresh air and being outside, having your feet and your hands in the dirt and the soil, uh, all of those things. All I know is that God is moving me in this direction. And if I go too far, you know, I have a tendency to go too far and, and get the idea or get the suggestion and take it to the next level and do something that God never intended me to do. But that's the learning process. You know, and I, I wouldn't fault anyone for going down the wrong road and maybe going out on a limb too far, making a mistake if he's, if he's a seeker and he's trying to find truth and, and he's trying to find how to be healthier and happier and, and combat all of the, the attacks on us from the adversary. And if he makes mistakes or falls down from time to time, you know, that's, that's how you learn. We, we learn by doing. But someone that sits on the fence and has never done anything or never taken a risk or gambled at all and sits and throws stones is, is of no account. I mean, who cares about that? Um, I, I would rather have a zeal and a passion for life, experience new things, fall down, get hurt. This works, that doesn't work. It doesn't matter. But at least you're doing something. You know, one of the things that's kind of fun about being barefoot in the shop, you know, talking about being connected to your environment as much as one can be connected to an environment inside of a steel building with a concrete floor, right? It's just the temper, temperature variations on the floor. You know, I, I walk around a lot and, you know, I've got my workspaces over here and, you know, I'm, I'm moving around all the time. And, and just that connection of, of feeling the temperature change on my feet uh, and the concrete floor from the warmth right here by the stove as it warms up to getting cooler and colder. It's a, it's, a, it's a funny thing, or it seems like kind of a simple thing, but it, it does connect me to my environment rather than just being completely isolated with wool socks on and rubber shoes and have no idea what's going on with the seasons, the cold and the hot. And, the, and you know, it's just one, just one more little more tactile feeling or, or connection that makes you aware of your environment in a way that I think is positive. Um, I, I don't know. It's just what I do. It's what I do. Thank you, Noel. I sure appreciate that. Oh, that's Noel's coming up here. Thank you, Wretched Souls. Shout out to you. That's very generous of you. We have another super chat from Mr. Noel Hastings. Shout out to you, Noel. It's always good to see you in the comment. And double Loctite member. No doubt. Double alternator member. Uh, Noel has, says, I have been on a meat diet for months now and never felt better. Um, that and ice baths. I definitely get rid of the sugar getting my own cows. Yeah, you know, I, I had a friend that was really into, he was into this book that was called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. And he was convinced that different diets are suitable for different people. 
And I, he was always a little bit for out, more out there than I was. I think he was probably more, he, well, not, not probably, he was more in line with, with, with what is good for us than I was. You know, I was just, I was raised with a very small-minded, you know, a small-minded group of people um, that basically kind of taught us that anything we didn't understand we should be afraid of. You know, so I had to overcome that. I'm still over, overcoming that. You know, here I am 50 and just now realizing what a lot of you have known all along. But he was convinced that eat right for your blood type, that there were certain people that needed to have certain things and others didn't. You know, like the, our Eskimo friends up north, you know, they can, live, uh, they can live to a ripe old age, healthy lifestyle on nothing more than meat and blubber. You know, and maybe, I don't know if they eat seaweed, but you can bet they don't eat a lot of salad, you know, and, and traditional things and they do just fine. And they've adapted to that, and that's what they what they do. And again, you got to listen to your blood type, like or listen to your body, what what you require. And I could do the same thing. I could I have been on a meat diet for multiple months, where I didn't eat anything other than just meat and water. Probably went three three months or so, and I felt great too. I had no problems, no inflammation, um, e- even some of the sore back and lower back pain that I've I've had in the past when I cut out the sugar. You know, I think that comes down to inflammation. But I do believe that if there's one thing that you could do uh, that would give you the, ma- the, the best benefits, it seems to me anyway, uh, is to get rid of that sugar. Of course, everything in moderation. You know, you, I, I think that a person, you know, you can really get into something. There's an old saying that there's nothing more insufferable than a new convert, whether that be to CrossFit or veganism or Christianity, whatever. Is there's nothing worse. They're absolutely insufferable because they don't have the wisdom and the tact. You know, they, they've found something that has benefited them and they're excited about it and they want everyone to know and they will even sometimes look down upon people that are not receiving that message. You know, there, there's, there's nothing worse than, than that. So you don't want to be that, that person. In the same way with Christianity, there's no point. I, I can get up here. I know my Bible. I can get up and I can thump Bible and tell everyone how bad they are and how they're going to hell. And, and what good is that doing? Is that, is that going to win anyone to the gospel? No, no one cares about that. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't respond to that. But what I would respond to is my friend that dropped 60 pounds and now is looking better than I've ever seen him. And now he has more energy and, and his life is changing and he's got a better outlook on it. Now I'm ready to listen, right? So it's important for those of us that are being called by God, you've got to take care of your body. We will give an account for that. This vessel has been given to us and we have a responsibility to take care of it. And how effective can you be if you are a slob or you're grossly obese or, you know, immediately, for right or for wrong, people are going to stereotype you. They're not going to take you seriously. And if you're going to be out there preaching the health message, then you need to be healthy. If, you need to be, if you're going to be out there preaching the Christian message, then you need to have the fruits that show that this has benefited you. You know, is it, you'll know them by their fruits. What's the relationship with, it, with your wife? What's your relationship with your children? How do you take care of your possessions? Is your car clean? If people come to your house, can they see that there's something different about this man? There's something different about this family. They're not, they're not like everyone else. That's the gospel. You need to be doing it better. You need to be doing it better than everyone else because whatever your hand finds to do, do it to the glory of God. Honor God in everything that you do. And that means how you fold in your clothes when you come home. Put away your things. Take care of the things that God gives you. 
How would you feel if you gave your son something nice? You, you bought him a new car, for example. Never changed the oil, never watched, washed it. You look inside, it's just full of uh, McDonald's wrappers and just dirt. How would that make you feel? You know, why would we expect God would feel any, any other way? He's given us a body, he, he, he's given whatever that may be, whatever blessings that he's bestowed upon you. If you don't look after those things and you don't take care of them, you're, you're, you're kicking dirt in his teeth. He's got feelings too. He's, he's, he's a person, like a, we, he, we're made in his image. The way that we are and, and what's important to us and how we respond emotionally to, to stimulus and, and music or how people treat us, why would we think that he would be any different? You know, we're, we're made in His image. We're just like Him. So if something hurts your feelings, it hurts God's feelings as well. So especially now more than ever, don't be preaching to people. Don't be quoting Scripture and Bible. It's not, it's not maybe for some of you it, it is. Maybe if you've been called to be a preacher or an evangelist. But for the most of us, the gospel that we preach is through our day-to-day life, how we conduct ourselves, how we treat one another. Because as we said yesterday, the gospel is so simple. You don't need to have the Bible memorized. You don't need to have um, all, go, go to a particular church. You don't need to do any things. You need to do two things. Christ told us, Christ summed up the gospel in two things. Love God with all your heart, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And what does it mean to love God? God says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And that's the Ten Commandments. Now, are we saved by keeping the commandments? Can we? No, of course not. We're not going to go down that, that, that road again. But that is the standard that's set. That is the mirror that it reflects our image. That is the mirror that, that that's, that's how we know where, where we're at. And if we fall down, if we make a mistake, or we willfully go against the commandments of God, because it happens, we all do it, it happens to me daily, we have, we have an advocate. And what is an advocate? An advocate is like having an attorney. You've done something wrong. You're standing in the dock. You're standing in front of the judge. You have an attorney there that is fighting for you. You have an attorney there that is trying to persuade, that is persuading the judge uh, that you shouldn't be punished for, for whatever. Now, what's better than even better than that is that when we stand at the judgment and we can be, you know, such a beautiful analogy in the New Testament of the of the sin on us like uh, is like into a robe. You know, we're wearing this robe. The, the ideal robe would be as white as snow, spotless, sinless, perfect, like the robe that, that Christ is wearing standing next to you. And here we are standing at the judgment, ashamed. All we can think about is all the times that we've let God down, we've fallen short of the gospel, the times that we mistreated our children, we neglected them, the times that we treated, mistreated our wife, the times we weren't honest in business, times that we just didn't trust all of that just as Christ tells us our righteousness is as a filthy rag we're just black like soot standing right next to what a contrast the black soot covered robe that was once white and the pure white robe of Christ well when we're standing at the judgment and when God looks upon us do you know what he sees Jesus takes his pure robe off and wraps it around us and all God sees is the righteousness of Christ you know, it's an amazing thing. It, it's an incredible thing to think about, right? And I'm not saying you want to stay in that robe. We want that robe to be getting wider year, year by year. But that's why we, God will help us. We don't have to do it on our own. But we do have to do a couple things. 
We have to love God, and we love God. We show Him His love, our love for Him by keeping His commandments. And we love our neighbor as ourselves. And as I said yesterday, that's not manufacturing love. Loving our neighbors as ourselves, the best way I've ever heard it put, is bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. If you can help your brother out, if you can relieve him, you know, what that means is take care of your brothers and sisters as you would take care of yourself. If you were cold and shivering at the bus stop and didn't have a coat, what would you do? You would move heaven and earth to get yourself a coat, whatever, that, whatever it took to do that, right? The gospel is saying that if you see your brother standing there shivering without a coat, get him a coat if it's within your ability. Get him a coat, take care of him like you take care of yourself. That's what it means to love your brother, not manufacturing some fake feelings about it. My experience is, is that if you have someone that's an enemy, someone that reviles you and has worked to, to tear you down and to destroy you and your work and your family, you can go one of two ways with that. You can seek for revenge and retribution. You can try to get your own justice. Or you can love on this person. Um, and even if you don't believe it at first, even if you're just, you know, you're faking it and you're kidding yourself, get your mind into thinking that way, praying about it, asking God to help you. And before you know it, the, the feelings will be, will be genuine. And that person will be marinating in his anger and, and rage and fury and, and living rent-free. You'll be living rent-free in his head and you'll go forward when you see him and you'll just have compassion on him and you'll have a peace and it won't affect you either way. Either way. So who's coming out ahead? The person that's hating and the person that's, that's holding on to that or the person that lets it go and is trying to adopt the Christian-like character, trying to follow the commandments of God uh, of praying for and, and loving our enemies. It, it is as simple as that, gentlemen. It really is. It's not hard. Don't let the clergy, the churches, don't let them confuse it. Don't let them overcomplicate it, get into these elaborate timelines and all of this BS. Just seek God on your own. You don't have to have anyone. There's no one that needs to be in between you and Him and just work it out. It's important to have fellowship with other believers. I'm not saying that there isn't any benefit of going to church. I have to clarify this because people like to take things out of context and run with them. But you'll find your people, and they might not be where you expect them. I think, it seems to me, the traditional role of the, of the Western church is over. It's over for me, and I know it's over for a lot of you because it's powerless, and there, God is not in it. It hasn't done anything. It's ineffective, and it's a waste of time. You'd be far better off to have your neighbor over to your house on Sabbath or Sunday uh, and treat them to a dinner and get to know them. Find out what's going on in their house. You might find out that they have a need that you weren't even aware of. You might find out that they have a, a sickness in their home or some way that you could alleviate them. And I'll tell you, the blessing that comes out on the other end for you is immeasurable. As we said yesterday, there's nothing better than you, there's no better experience that we can have on this earth in, as we're in, in, the, in the situation we are separated from God than to be able to relieve another person's burden. To see the look on someone's face or if you can take a worry away from them, if $100 can make a big difference, you know, give them the $100. And, just, and you don't need to be going out bragging about it. Keep it to yourself. Don't, don't make a big show of it. If you want to have a reward in heaven, keep it to yourself. If you want your reward here, then go ahead and tell everyone. I'm ranting.
<laughs> uh, back it up here. Goodness, we have a we have a super chat from Mr. Jason Barr. Shout out to you, Jason. Good to see you here. Um, he says, "But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you." Yes, it's true. It's true. You know, something that's been happening to me of late. There are times when I need a scripture. I'm, I'm, suff- I'm struggling with a particular uh, temptation or, or the devil is hard on me about something and I'm struggling with it and, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not, I don't feel like I can take it. I'm about to you know, give in to whatever it is. That's when we need the sword and that's the word. And it's, been, it's happened to me quite a bit of times when I needed that. And I knew it, I, I knew kind of vaguely that it was there somewhere, but I didn't know where it was at, but I needed to read it and I needed to, to reassure myself um, how that verse and chapter has come into my mind. Just yesterday that happened to me. Verse come to my mind and, and look it up and, and that will happen. God will do that for you. But don't, we, we can't count on that all the time. We have a responsibility and obligation to be getting into that word and reading it so that it is more, uh, it's quick, it's on the top of, top of your mind. It, you can get a quicker reference to it. You know, these are all arrows. Think of yourself as a soldier of God. You know, if your weapon is a bow, those arrows are, are, the, are the word of God. And the more you know these scriptures and the more you know these promises of God, the more effective you're going to be in the spiritual battle. You could be loosing arrows like, uh, what's, the, what's the Lord of the Rings guy? <laughs> but to, to, to fight off these, these, um, these things. Uh, it's, the, it's the only thing we have. We cannot compete with supernatural beings, being flesh and bone. Uh, we cannot compete with them on, the, on their level. We will be destroyed and consumed. The only thing we have and the only safety we have is in the Word of God. That is the only offensive weapon that we have. We have a super chat from Mr. Andrew Collins. Shout out to you, Andrew. Andrew writes that he remembers watching uh, one of your videos years ago saying that you used to be a smoker. How'd you quit? I did. Yeah, I did. I started smoking Camel Filters. That was my brand. Probably when I was about 18 or so, all my friends smoked. I was a holdout. They all started about 16, and I I went a couple years because of my granddad. Uh, smoked full-time, pack a day, pack and a half a day, up until, really, up until I met um, Mrs. W. And then I quit for that. I I knew, you know, she was an athlete, and I knew that wasn't going to (laughs) play. So, um, and I didn't want to be smoking around my kids and and all that. So I just just quit. I decided to do it, and, and I quit. Since then, I have, I've, I actually had a cigarette, <coughs> I think I had a cigarette in New Year's. No, last, maybe last year. It, it's been some time. And I will have one from time to time. I probably smoke two or three cigarettes a year. If I'm in a situation where it, it's just warranted. You know, there's, sometimes there's situations where you can make people feel uncomfortable. Or you can feel that they're uncomfortable because they may be doing something. And especially if it's someone that may like look up to you or, or in, in that way. And I'm not going to make them feel uncomfortable and I'm not going to stand on, on some standard that I've applied to myself uh, 
if it hurts them or makes them uncomfortable. And if I can, if it can initiate a conversation or put someone at ease in, in some situations that I've been in like that, um, you bet I'll have a cigarette. And I enjoyed every bit of it. Almost passed out because I wasn't used to it. My head was spinning. Um, but uh, that's the way I, I look at it. Uh, the other exception is um, I have bought cigarettes. I usually buy a pack of cigarettes if I go deploy on a wildland fire. Uh, it's something about it. I don't know. The way I guess I justified it is, well, I'm breathing all this smoke anyway, I might as well enjoy my camels again. So I have, uh, on the last, I'll bet on the last six fires or so, on the way out, I'd stop at the store getting gas, i go in and i grab grab a pack of smokes um, and enjoy those. Um, you know, a couple, couple a day after a fire. Uh, it's pretty common. It's funny, I've been on fires when you really get into the thick of it where you, you're, you know, you're really battling and, and you've got guys to your right and guys to your left and you, you know, you're fighting, trying to save a house or a power station or keep a fire from jumping across the road and you successfully do it. It's, it's amazing how many people, and people you would think would never smoke when you're all sitting down exhausted together, the cigarette comes, someone pulls a pack of cigarettes out and passes it around and almost everyone partakes. And it's, a, it's, a love, it's actually a lovely thing. Uh, I enjoy that. Some of the fondest memories I've ever had, uh, I would do that. And I would even make an exception for, for alcohol for a situation like that. Now, it would have to be very special, but I'm not going to get up on a high horse. Oh, I don't do this. I choose not to smoke. I choose not to drink. And if I choose to smoke, I will smoke. And if I choose to drink, I will drink. It's not, I don't tell myself I can't have something. If someone tells me I can't have something, then that's what I'll have. You know, I'm a petulant child. I know my nature, so I have to play these games with myself. If I want to have a cigarette, I'll go buy one. Maybe I will buy one in the future, maybe I won't, but it's my choice. And for now, I choose not to smoke and I choose not to drink. And that's the way, that's the way I look at it. But thank you, Andrew. I hope that answers your question. That's, that's the way it is. We have a super chat from Desert Stairs who writes, So many young men are lost. You're light among the dark of reality. I can't give much, but I really appreciate your voice. Also, what overalls are those? Well, thank you, Desert Stairs. Well, these are, they look like overalls, but it's actually, they're just pants. These are uh, my Ironheart 21-ounce or 42-ounce double denim, double on the front, um, Japanese work pants. Best pants I ever had. I have two pair of them, and I suspect that these will be lasting me for many, many years. I wear them every day. I just rotate them. And then this is, I just wear an apron. I found when I was doing my Jeep parts, I worked uh, business, I would, I a lot of, worked around a lot of automotive parts and everything was greasy and dirty. And I would, um, I would always wear aprons. I started, I, my shop teacher, who was a machinist, he always wore an apron. I think we wore aprons in class. It's such a good way to keep your clothes clean. They're not expensive. You know, you can get an apron for 30, 40 bucks, last you forever. Get two, and then you can rotate them. You always have a clean one. But it keeps your clothes clean. Um, it protects your clothes. They're quite warm, too. It, you wouldn't think so, but all that extra fabric on the front is actually quite warm. And it protects you from heat. Uh, you don't feel so bad to pick up something greasy and, and manhandle it. It makes you a more effective worker. And the pockets are quite useful as well. I was working on my snow bike the other day, and I had a bunch of tools, and I was poking my Allen wrenches in here and keeping track of little bolts and, and nuts in there. And, and I'm a big fan of aprons. And it feels good when you, when you wrap it around you. It's like, uh, it's like getting a hug all day. But that's what, I, that's what I wear. We have a super chat 
from my one two five two one two five two. Shout out to you and double Loctite member. Let's not forget that. Uh, who he says I've been meaning to help with the Red Coleman funnel spills. Uh, lantern level funnel tight when full. Tilt lantern up and remove the funnel. Oh, that's just too simple. I'm going to do that. Okay, so push the funnel tight and then lift it up, and then when you pull it out, then it won't spill on you. It gives you a little bit more volume. Okay, yeah, I don't know why I couldn't figure that one out. Goodness, we're not even gonna get to our lantern, lantern today. We have a super chat from Mr. Tony Bologna. Shout out to you. And Tony writes, uh, the channel has been an absolute blessing to me over the last decade. I look forward to the future of the channel, to cold showers, to back to the basics. Man, I hear you, Tony. And I, if you haven't done it, brother, do it. Uh, it's going to be the hardest. It's going to be the hardest thing you ever did do. Here's what. Here's what I'll do. I'll. Um, this video will go up. This. Uh, this live stream uh, will. Come, and then that's recording this also. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to upload the high quality one. It'll take a, take a couple hours to do, and then we'll clip out of that one as well. Uh, and then you'll have a good product that will be a lot more, a lot nicer to watch. So what I'll do is um, I will put the links to the Win Hoff videos that I found and the ones that I take in the, sh in the shower with me. There's two, two or three. I'll put them on there. And man, just do it. Do it today. When we're streaming tomorrow, I want to hear back uh, of what your experience was like. I, I will be doing it. I promise you. I have, um, I've committed to it. I will be doing it. We'll be suffering together. And as we know, misery loves company. And I'll, it'll help me knowing that you guys are suffering as much as I am. But it's only for three minutes. And when you come out of it, you'll feel like the phoenix risen from the ashes. It's incredible. But thank you, Tony. Thank you for your generosity. I see Miss, Miss Beth is in the, in the chat. Shout out to you, Beth. Always good to see you here. We have a super chat from Andre who writes, For 20 years, I've been roaming the mountains and talking to isolated old people in villages. It's just them and God. Yeah, you know what, I, I have started to realize that our Western culture that we think is so advanced and so good and so superior to all of those primitive natives, I was wrong about that. Our Western culture and civilization is trash. When you look at the strife and the infighting and the mental health issues and the abortions and the suicide, rates, all, all, I mean, everything about that, and you contrast that with the simple people, it's not them that should be coming up to speed with us. It's us that should be learning from them. And this extract, extracting ourselves, this untangling ourselves from, this, from, from Babylon, you know, God tells us, come out of her, my people, in the final days. And that's what he's calling. If you feel God calling you out of this system, if you've just had enough, if you just don't want you just don't want it anymore. You don't want the 40-hour work week. You don't want all of the aggravation. You don't want the, you know, just the consuming and, and all of the stuff. You just, want, you just want a quiet life, a simple life with your God. You know, that's what they've had. They've had it all along. And we've done everything that we could to destroy that, thinking that we're bringing them up. And all we're doing is, is just bringing them into Babylon, the great whore. We're living in the great whore, and I'm done whoring. So I want to get out of it. And, and I, I'm like you, you know, it, it's funny how I've never had any interest in these indigenous tribes or how they live. And I've always thought them to be backwards and, you know, but they should probably get up to speed with us. But that's not, that, I don't, that's not the way that it is. 
You know, they're so much more connected, and that's where it's at. Now, I don't want to go, I don't necessarily want to live in a grass hut. Maybe you do. But I also understand that it is hard to know God in the chaos of Babylon, and we need to get ourselves out. Even Jesus himself, as we spoke of yesterday, when times when he was worn out after ministering and having so much demand on him and being thronged and crowded by so many people, even he retreated to the wilderness to, to recharge. And we need to do that as well. You know, I, this is going to sound crazy. I haven't told this Mrs. W., but I've been, you know, just a thought that came into my mind was, you know, maybe if that was the example, you know, 40 days of going 40 days and living in the wilderness to, to reconnect and recharge, you know, maybe there's something to that. And if that's something that I should maybe plan, you know, could I do 40 days in the wilderness, um, relying upon God for everything, upon God and my wits? Could I take my bushcrafting kit and could I survive in the summertime up north on the north side of the mountain for four weeks um, by myself, uh, just living off the land? And what would the benefits of that be? What, what would come, what, what, how would I come back to Babylon after ex that experience? And how would I do that? I was, just, it was actually working that out in my mind yesterday. I thought, well, if I did two videos a day for four weeks, I could... I just have videos that we're releasing, and I could, you know, have regular content for the folks, uh, and I would be out there having my uh, f uh, 40 days in the wilderness. I, I don't know. I don't know that it would be fair to Mrs. W. and leave her with the burden of <laughs> everything. But I, I have been thinking about it. Maybe it doesn't need to be 40 days. Maybe it could be four days. Um, I don't know. We, we need, I, I need, I haven't worked that one out yet, but uh, I, I, I'm just impulsive enough to do something like that. Thank you. Um, oh, goodness, man. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. Thank you for your generosity. It was very generous of you. Goodness, I'm trying to get out of here, gentlemen. We, have, we didn't even get to light our lantern. Uh, we have a super chat from Sil Triver 49 Shout out to you, Sil Triver, who writes, I'm curious why you ride snow bikes instead of snowmobiles. What are the advantage of bikes? The advantage of the bikes, well, first off, I'm a motorcycle guy. I love, I love motorcycles. I've grown up on them, always had them. So that appeals to me. Snowmobiles, I haven't. Um, I've been on snowmobiles in the past and I haven't enjoyed it. I, they're just big and heavy and, I, and I've rode, I rode all level. I rode good ones and, you know, as, as, good, as, as good as they make. And I, it, it never appealed. I never even considered buying one. I just didn't enjoy it that much. But the snow bike's a completely different deal. The snow bike... <laughs> can go a lot more places than the snowmobiles can because we can side hill. Um, I, I've been on stuff that was practically vertical. You just keys right in, you go along, and, and if you, with a snowmobile, you either have to, unless you're really advanced. Now, there, I've ridden with guys that can side hill. I'm not going to say you can't, but it takes a lot of skill and a lot of effort, a lot of, a lot of time in there. Whereas a snow bike, I can take someone up um, that has, you know, doesn't really have any skills, and in, in a half hour, they're having the time of their life. Uh, you, they're a lot more fun, um, a lot lighter. They don't get stuck near as often. If they do get stuck, you just flip them over and, and off you go. It, I just enjoy it much more. It's uh, when my friends and I, when we take out after a fresh snow, there's nothing like it. It's one of the best experiences in the world. You've seen movies of like a wolf pack, you know, where they're running through the forest, you know, and you see the camera and, and they're chasing after something and it's the pack of wolves. It's like, oh, that looks, you know, that, that's pretty cool. 
it's just like that. You're just going through the trees and, you know, your powder, all you see is handlebars, you know, from everyone. You're just snow flying. And sometimes we ride with uh, the Senate, so we have the, you know, they're plumb, we have, we're talking to each other the whole time. And grown men are just giggling like little children. That experience, maybe you had it if you grew up in a place where there's snow when you were like seven or eight and in that time you got to stay home from school and that experience to go out on that snow day and build, throwing snowballs and sledding with your friends and just that unadulterated joy and laughter and you know, it's, you know, just one of the greatest times of life are those times when I look back on, on my life. You can have that again. You can have it again with the, with the snow bikes and they're, uh, it's fun. You can take it to an extreme. If you want to huck off of cornices and cliffs, you can do that and all that. But if you're an older dude and you just want to go out and you just want to have a good time without wear and tear on your body and worried about getting stuck and just go explore and just tool around and follow, you know, it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful sport. I'm actually, uh, uh, I've got a big trip coming up, uh, heading over to Halfway. It's one of my favorite places to ride with my, with my buddies. Thank you, Beth. I sure appreciate that. I like you too. Beth Grant DeRoos. One of our top ten, one of our top ten hero members of all times. We have a super chat from Jack Phillips. Shout out to you, Jack. Uh, Jack writes, "I'm making an education series on how to build homes with old school building methods. Could you be a great resource for young men looking to avoid a mortgage? Any advice? Also, if you still need a house drafted, uh, let me know." Yeah, we're working. We're we're uh, Mr. W and I actually are. We're close. We're close. That's all I can say. We're going to our builder now, but um, I'll keep you abreast on that. So he's, what, what your question is, um, well, what I can do on that series, Jack, is if you can get me a link, if you can put it on YouTube, get me a link and we'll share it. We can share it in the links uh, to the folks on the, when the videos upload uh, and that will get you some folks over there. And if you're looking, I know a lot of people are looking that that to save some money because building a house now with traditional methods and using contractors and stuff, unless you're really wealthy, is just it's becoming too expensive. And so we need to get back to that. You know, to give you just an example, sometimes we don't, and I'm guilty of this as well. I was, it's incredible how atrophy your mind can get and how you can get away from, from the way things should be. Snow bike, for example, I was uh, getting it ready for the big trip and I was sitting on it, and I realized that the handlebars were bent, or felt like they were bent. Like, I was, felt something weird last time I was riding it. And you, those things are hard to tell, you know, there's so many angles and things going on. Is it bent? Is it not bent? And I got looking at it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So I started taking things apart. The only way you can do is to take it apart and, and lay it on a flat surface to see. Took the handlebars off and looked down, no, there's not bent, those are not bent. Well, it was the, the riser arms. And I couldn't see because there was so many things obstructing it. And I pulled the risers off and laid them on my flat bench. And, took, you know, of course, they were really tweaked, like really far out. Like, oh, you know, my initial response, and this is forged aluminum, nothing serious, but strong. My initial response is, is I call the guy that I get parts from and I send him a picture. I'm like, I need one of these. Um, do you have one? And he said, uh, no, uh, they don't make those anymore, but I have a replacement that's stronger. And I'm texting him. I didn't call him. I texted him back and forth. And then I'm okay, so I just left it out. I'm like, okay, I need to go down there and get that. And it dawned on me, like, what are you talking about? Are you going to tell me that you can't repair that 
thing that's got a little twist in it? Are you serious? You're going to go down there and spend 80 bucks on a brand new one and throw that in the trash because you can't... It didn't... It's not that I couldn't repair it, but for some reason, I just it didn't even dawn on me. It's like, oh, it's broken. It needs replaced. You know, that's the mindset that we can get into. And I checked myself and I thought, I'll be damned if I don't fix that thing. And uh, I spent an hour on it, you know, back and forth, you know, 50 times in the, in the vice, but I got it sorted out and I got it back where it was supposed to be and put it back on. And I thought, man, that is such a lesson to me. Why did I just, why did I automatically default to the replacement theory? And I thought back to my granddad, you know, when him and his brother, when we're, you know, we're building a house right now and, and Mrs. W is like, oh, you know, this and that, and, you know, you think the thing's being a certain way. My granddad raised his family in the house that he built. And my dad, you know, raised his family. You know, we grew up in that house, you know, up until a year ago, it was still in our, my, you know, folks still lived in it two years ago. Him and, you know how they built that house? They got out of the war. They had a little money from a GI bill, I think is what it was. And they went to a government auction. I've told this story before. They bought a big wooden building that was being auctioned off over at the military base. You know, they're decommissioning everything in public auctions, right? And then they, I don't know what they gave for it, but they, him and my granddad and his brother put their money together and they bought this thing. And they had like a month or so to get rid of it. And they went there every day. Now this, mind you, this is after working, you know, their full-time jobs. Every day and over the weekends, they went there and they disassembled this building, which was, I don't know how big it was, but it was big enough to build two single-family homes. And they took the roofing off, they took the gutters off, they took the siding off, the windows, the interior, the trim, and everything. And they built both of them a house with the salvage from that government building. And that's the way they did it. And, you know, you, th you think today... How many dudes do you know that are in their 20s or 30s would have what it takes to do that? Or even that that would, that would even be a concept for them. You know, not very many. Or myself. I'm, I'm not above it, that. I just told you what I did, you know, with that deal. You know, it's, it's just, I, I don't have an excuse. Now, did my granddad have any more skills than kids these days, it, you know, maybe, probably, you know, it, you know, definitely a different time and all that, but there's no reason why someone couldn't do something like that. I, I guess it's just, I, it's just the, you're going to have to, in the new economy and the way things are, we're going to have to look at things differently. We're going to have to be about fixing and repairing uh, uh, rather than buying. Not only are things not going to be available like they've always been in the past, but we're, we're just not going to have the money. Um, when, you, when you see what contractors are charging now, and I'm kind of in the thick of it now, it's shocking. It's shocking, shocking, shocking. Three, two and three times what I expect or what, what we could have expected three, four years ago. And that's just not an option. So it's either uh, rely on someone else to take care of you or figure it out. And there's going to be a lot of figuring out. But figuring it out and having that adversity in your life is going to be the greatest blessing that you're going to bring you and your partner together, pulling together for a common good. It's going to be you against the world. And what you accomplished and how you come out of that is going to strengthen your marriage, your relationship. It's going to give you a sense of respect and pride of doing uh, that you could never experience otherwise. So uh, we thrive in adversity, gentlemen. We don't thrive in comfort. Uh, and that's, a, that's a, a lesson that is really being pressed upon me right now. We have a super chat 
Oh, but thank you for uh, Silt Siltiver, 49. Thank you for that. We have a super chat from another from Miss Beth Grant DeRoos, $10 simply because I, well, I like you too, Beth. Oh, and Jack. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, if you want to if you want to share that series, send, send it over. I'll be happy to share it with you. I don't know if I answered the question or not, or if I was helpful or not. You probably know more about it than I do. Jack Phillips, thank you, Jack. Uh, Jack writes, "That's a really generous offer to share it. Uh, I'll let you know when it's right." Yeah, no, no problem. We we can run that up there even for a month or so. But just to stay stay plugged in here in the community. Let us know. There's going to be folks that are going to be needing that, um, and I'll provide what I can as well. Um, but that's that's not a problem. All right, we are over time. I went, I'm supposed to keep this under an hour or keep this at an hour and we're an hour and 21. So thank you, beloved, for joining us. Thank you for hanging out. I, I prayed for you, many of you that asked yesterday, this morning. Um, don't, don't lose hope. We are on the winning side. And if you feel that calling, if you feel God calling and, uh, to changes in your life and, and you're nervous or apprehensive about it, um, Join with me. Stand with me shoulder to shoulder. Who, you know, God's looking for men that will stand in the gap, men and women that will stand in the gap. And there's going to be very, very few that do, very, very few. And the reward for those is going to be greater in this life and immeasurable in the life to come. Jesus tells us, I has not seen nor has it entered into the hearts of man the things that I have planned or in store for those that love me. You know, it just gives me the goosebumps to think about it. But it's, um, it's happening, and God is real. And if you feel, you know, if you just feel uncomfortable in your position, if you just feel something is wrong, that is because you're, you're, you're one of his soldiers, and he's calling you out. So get down on your knees, repent, ask for forgiveness, and ask for help. Ask for wisdom and guidance, and commit yourself. Commit yourself to put your hand to the plow. You know, the Bible tells us, the man, when you put your hand to the plow, you don't look back. Why don't you look back? Granddad told me. My granddad grew up on a, on a self-sufficient homestead in Oklahoma. I think they farmed 80 acres, 40 or 80 acres. And he explained that to me one time. When you, men prided themselves on straight fences in those days, Go down, you'd see your neighbor put a fence in, yeah, but you'd go down there and look at it and see, oh, yeah. But if it was crooked, you know, that, that, you, knew, you knew what you were looking at, right? You knew, knew what type of guy you had that would do something like that, and it was not the good type. Same way with the plowing. And I'm not a farmer, but this is just secondhand. But he said, oh, you never looked back. You kept your hand, you looked forward, and you stayed on the next row, and you, you plowed straight furrows. And if you wanted to look back, look back for a moment, see what you'd done or what was going on back there, you get a little, little thing in there every time. It was just, just the way that it was, and you just didn't do it. You just don't look back. I'm live, stre I'm live streaming. How good is it? Oh it's, oh, it's Jack. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on. Is there anything you need? No, I'm good. Are you heading out? Yep. Do I have the baby? Uh, if you want her. Or is Mama here? Are you taking her? Yeah. Okay. Hey, drive safe. I love you. Bye. Yeah, don't look back. Don't look back. Go forward. Trust God and uh, look forward. I'll look forward to seeing the kingdom. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you to the moderators. Um, Overton, we need to touch. We need to get in touch and um, let you send me an email and we'll connect. I'll get you my 
text, we can text back and forth a little bit. If you would be willing to maybe coordinate this a little bit, if we can get the moderators, we'll get a place where everyone can, can get me their information, maybe through you, and I want to get something out to you guys, um, a thank you, little thank you package um, from Mrs. W and I for all your hard work. I wouldn't be able to do these live streams without you. I used to do, I tried to do live streams, remember back in the day by myself before there were moderators and like Justin TV and those old sites and it, it was impossible and it, people could come in and, and shut them down. I feel like I can freely speak and, and say what's on my mind without distraction because of what you guys are doing for me and, and I really, really, really appreciate that. It wouldn't be possible to do this without you. So, I appreciate that. All right. Did I miss anyone? We have a super chat from Excavation Nation. Shout out to you. Good to see you back. Who writes, hello, my friend. Good to see you back. I'm glad to be back. All right. Look for me tomorrow around noon. I'll post that up. Uh, we'll try to keep it around that. We'll be on the road this weekend uh, for a few days, but I might even try If possible, I might even, we'll, uh, I'll bring my gear, see if we can't stream from, uh, from where we're at. But uh, that's it. All right. May God bless you and your families. Please keep us in your prayers. We are at the tip of the spear uh, in a spiritual battle that is just ramping up. And um, I'm ready to be the nuclear option. I have a mandate. I have a platform. Uh, and I have a very, very powerful father. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys on the next one.